I mean, I don't want to spend a lot of time editing this, yeah. but I can. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. <laughs> the worst editor. I mean, I would love to spend a lot of time editing this, but I. But <laughs> I'm Rob's just banging around the kitchen. We have a bartender. Oh. <laughs> you All just right. hear your buddy. She's bartender. Tucker actually made a this great bartender name. joke on yeah. the thread the other day, which is like. I think that's Yeah. All right. Yeah, my, um, that's Jeff's up. All right. Well, hello, everybody. Um, especially uh, my own mother. Uh, welcome to the. Uh, tentatively titled um, Suds, Buds, and Triple Dubs uh, podcast. We are here in beautiful Jeffrey's dorm off the campus of of Novartis in uh, Institutes said, for Biomedical said, Research. <laughs> um, uh, this might honestly be the drunkest recording in about oh. ten years because that just clips so bad because Jibber's like a country mile from the microphone. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm gonna, we've missed I'm the gonna entire interview ladder. Come on, All right, closer. All right keep All right. going. Come right. on. Spend yes. some time right. together. So, sorry, uh, <laughs> there are going to be some technical <laughs> issues in these first few episodes. Um, anyway, so welcome to the Suds, Buds, and Triple Dubs um, podcast. Um, I am uh, your host, uh, Jibron Malik, also joined by my other wonderful co-hosts. Um, uh, Jeff Danford and Nick Savage, guys, introduce yourselves. Thrilled to be here. I'm we were, Jerry we, Danford. We were both drinking, sorry. It's a pleasure to be here. Love the campus. Nicholas K. Dot. This Savage. is one of the many things that you can expect from our this this fledgling podcast. Um, a lot of lot of lot of beers that will be drunken. You might hear some clanging. Extended pauses <laughs> during uh, sud consumption. <laughs> a so. lot of Rob banging around in the kitchen. And we have our we have our beer boy special um, guest beer boy <laughs> beer boy Rob Bidding. in the background. Um, Did we say what the podcast is about? Right yeah, now? yeah, yeah. So to, <laughs> not to belabor called. a point. Um, really all the podcast is about is just our name. No, um, so uh, anyone listening, um, so basketball season is, is nigh, is upon us, um, starting on October 17th. Is that correct? Um, and I don't think that's correct. Is it? That's absolutely. Start that early? Yeah. Do you count the preseason or no, regular season? We don't count the preseason, but should be count the preseason. Because wow. your um, fellow co-hosts on this blog podcast are going to a game on Monday, but yeah, we're that going, is neither here nor there. Celtics? Did you, are you checking that? That is sort of, yeah. yeah. Uh, it usually starts at, like right on Halloween, but I think yeah. it might be Spooky. They moved it up two weeks this year. Oh, all right. Fuck me. Spooky. Right, so yeah. Great. People just crave ball. Right. <laughs> like so we do. We on the agenda? Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> people crave ball. So what you can expect is we're going to be, you know, um, you know, there are tons of other podcasts out there, like the Bill Simmons podcast or the NBA podcast or even Dunked On. Um, but, you know, what you can expect from this podcast is three um, alcoholic hipsters in Cambridge who maybe barely know a thing about basketball. but Definitely don't know a thing about basketball, <laughs> I believe um, is the appropriate term. So we are the working class, you know, basketball podcast, the everyman's uh, basketball um, You mean the potter. people who actually have to go to work? And right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, on all their... Uh, a hobby, not a profession. Yeah, exactly. But um, mostly a drinking hobby. So what um, we're going to talk about in this first episode is, you know, some very basic um, light stuff. So um, we're going to get into a conversation about um, our boy Kyrie Irving on the Celtics. Um, huge Celtics fans, except for Nick here. Uh, and then, fuck the Knicks. Um, and then... I'll be here all season. <laughs> Uh, we're going to be talking about the newly uh, announced All-Star game format. Um, going to get a little bit about Adam Silver, NBA, and wokeness. And finally, we're going to be going into a little bit about the new um, Cavs uh, starting five. Um, so, uh, you know, getting into the thick of it, um, guys. So right now, 
it's NBA preseason. Let us dive in. We're diving right in. Um, now, I'm not sure how much attention you guys have been paying, but I have been obsessed with, um, you know, all this, you know, preseason NBA, you know, <laughs> summer summer drama, especially coming into... Um, Would you say obsessed to the point that you were up at 1230 <laughs> on a Tuesday night watching a <laughs> Kyrie Irving press conference? <laughs> I, I was indeed. Um, Kyrie Irving, our uh, favorite woke pseudoscientist, um... And so what I want to ask you guys is, so everybody knows that um, Kyrie Irving, you know, had his epic interview with First Take, Max Kellerman, and Stephen A. I'm not sure, yeah. Where? There were a lot of people about that, but... <laughs> a healthy number, not a... Health, so some, like seven. Like seven people. Yeah. More people know what Odell Wait, had is this the breakfast. one where he said you care way too much? Is that yeah. Like, yeah, 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 that? Yeah, right. yeah, I can edit this out. Just go, yeah. just go into it, yeah. So yeah, um, for those who don't know, um, I'll, we'll, it'll be, it'll, I'll link it. Um, but there was an epic oh interview. www.sudsbuttons.com. <laughs> It'll be on my Twitter. Slash <laughs> It'll be on the Twitter that I will make after this episode. Oh, no. um, Help uh, us. Where, uh, basically, um, Max Kellerman and Stephen A. Smith get absolutely apoplectic <laughs> because of um, uh, Kyrie Irving's complete non-answers to their questions and in many ways roasting them um, while he was answering their um, questions as well. Um, so, uh, so you know, a lot of people talking about how Kyrie Irving, uh, you know, disrespected the media and how um, he's wasting people's time. Um, but I wanted to ask you guys, it's like, should NBA players really care about how they are um, perceived in the media or whether or not they are receptive to the media's questions? Wow. That's, I was not expecting that for a first question i i also didn't know this is like a panel format i like it though we're, we're, we're gonna work we're, we're gonna, gonna work we're on gonna the format do we go. do we have to always have opposite opinions or can no, we, we, we don't we can all oh. be, we can it's, it's, it's not like you're like asking me and savage like we're all gonna talk about it mm-hmm. right we're yeah. okay all right. but we have to start because he's the host wow okay should they care about what the media thinks of them is mm-hmm. that the question if you read my should, email, if you should, read my email, you would have prepared. Uh, <laughs> he was busy setting he was up all busy the instruments. Setting, yeah. Was this really? In the, yeah, yeah, it was the email. There was a Come Google Doc. Google Doc. Is it a fresh G Doc? Yeah, it's oh, fresh G Doc. You even oh, you acknowledged it in the email. Most of the podcast is Jibbers and Nick sending a lot of emails, and Jeffrey. Yeah, Jeffrey just like being passive and setting up the instruments, but not preparing. Sorry, I had to like read an article about golf or something. I don't. I. I mean, just answering. No, I would say they should not care what. Of them, mm-hmm. I prefer that they don't care. Yeah, I think the media d- p- makes stories out of nothing. Right, especially in this day and age, you don't need any of that. Just right. It is a little bit of a catch twenty two. I'm not sure if that's the right phrase though, because mm-hmm. I think the ones that really care about their brand, like the up and coming guys, I think they need to care about the media to a certain extent because the media is the very thing that is going to maybe communicate. Although, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess we can get into social media and like marketing yourself directly to fans. Right. But <coughs> the Ball the, family. Like, but, yeah, but I Joel Embiid, you know, for example, does a really good job at marketing himself um, on social media. Yeah, so and when you say media, you literally mean like ESPN. I mean, all forms I mean, of media? Like, or? I mean like the ESPN, like talking Oh, I would say no. Yeah. Maybe not anymore. 55-year-old white dudes in the locker room don't need to mm-hmm. be there. Like, let the let the players I talk agree. about and whatever I've, they want to talk I've about. I've been it. around that 55-year-old white dude scene, like seeing mm-hmm. every practice and game and like whatever right first of all they're all depressed because mm-hmm. it's the same thing every day right and it's just like sad second of all the players hate it because they get the same questions from the same people every day mm-hmm. i think it exists obviously it's a from a time when the internet didn't exist and that people actually had to find out these stories in the locker room and write about them in the newspaper and that's the only pe- way people could know what's going on with a team that's not necessary anymore they were sort of the middleman when they needed one 
no, it's no longer needed, and I think soon there will no longer be that position. Yeah. For the benefit of everyone, really. But how, if, I mean, if the Patriots locker room is any indication. I don't know, five years? Five years? Right. So I mean, for five more years, we have to have ten? I don't know. I mean, these guys all have jobs. What are they going to like get, like, Fox 25, for example, where I interned, or ESPN? Mm-hmm. Like, what are they going to lay these people off? I guess ESPN. Right. I mean, like, no one's watching, you know, no one's watching ESPN's first take. No one's watching Undisputed with, with Shannon Sharp. Um, except that's where this question came from, though. It was from first take. Yeah, so yeah. we watch it. Yeah, well, I mean, I watch it because I have nothing. <laughs> you have nothing else to do now. I have, I have, yeah, I have a job. You're unemployed. I'm fully employed. Yeah, and I am now fully employed. Recently, <laughs> we're gonna have much more diluted questions <laughs> in the upcoming. Ever speaking from a from a, from month a completely ago a completely unemployed yeah. perspective. Unemployed America is very. But yeah, so what's your take on that question now? Yeah, I mean, I think I think Kyrie should have been even a little bit more. Um, disrespectful um, to the media because um, you know they oftentimes these media personalities treat them um, like you know these objects that they want to shape them so badly um, into these narratives Fitting people narratives, people yeah. so badly wanted this tension between LeBron James and and Kyrie Irving but and people would just wouldn't accept the simple answer the fact that and Kyrie gave a very simple answer was that um, this is a conversation between two men and w- and they should respect their privacy yeah. and leave it at that. Yeah. These are um, incredibly intelligent, smart people, and I don't think that these commentators treat them as you know people of their own agency, um, with their own you know you know intellectual you know corners of the world, yeah. and um, and it's and that, that, I, th- I think that's probably sadly true what you just said, mm-hmm. but I, I will say LeBron is. If I were, if my job was to write about sports and like study, what the hell was that? And like, <laughs> we'll be okay. And, and write about study, study stuff. I think LeBron is actually, in addition to being one of the greatest mm-hmm. players of all time, a pretty fascinating and interesting guy from like a personality sure. standpoint. And like, it's just like, what the fuck does that guy actually think? Uh-huh. You know what I mean? He's yeah. one of the hardest guys to read, and obviously he's such a big like he controls the league to a certain extent, and like his opinions of other guys on his team matter because what you you know what it's going to affect like whether or not that person's traded basically that's how much power he has and so i think that's why that's sort of a unique example um and a little bit hard to judge because like lebron is sort of different from anyone else in that he's clearly kind of like a hard to re- hard to read sometimes might you never know what he's actually thinking but also what he thinks and says and does actually reverberates around the league a, sh- a ton compared to way more than anybody else way more i mean i think there are certain other guys that have some uh, amount of of the same clout but I think that's why writers care, and that's why they're asking. They, they want to know. I mean, we'll never know, but they want to know what does he actually think of Kyrie. It's kind of interesting, and it matters. Like, people are getting traded, signed, whatever. Like, what LeBron says and does matters way more than any other player. So, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, yeah, and, and LeBron did definitely, um, he did come of, um, you know, he did come of, like, age, basketball age, in this weird, you know, transition in the media landscape, right, where he, um, you know, came into the NBA, you know, awesome player, and this was before, um, you know, blogs and podcasts really took off, so he was trained in that environment, but um, I think, and you're right, like, LeBron has such importance, but he is really one of the last, I think he's going to be one of, like, the last great, like, media, like, traditional media trained figures um, in the NBA, 
right? Because um, as new players get up, you know, yeah. it's not really about how you appear on camera or what you say on camera. It's going to be more about, you know, how, yeah, you know, you post on Instagram. what you post on Instagram, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, I, I agree. Yeah, I mean, like, people, like, that was a huge part of the narrative last year with, you know, um, Rondo's My Vets um, Instagram. Oh, My Vets is <laughs> not Rondo. <laughs> Was that really just last year? Yeah, that was I'm just last year. Oh. I'm yeah. a little disappointed it took 12 minutes and 17 seconds. To talk about, about, to talk about yeah. Rondo. I should have been better. <laughs> and I, I, don't, I don't want to change the subject here, and I, I think it somewhat relates to this, but at the end of the day, this is basketball, right? And so the problem is with all the social media platforms, all the, the abilities to do things like this, we're going to have conversations, a 24-hour news cycle about sports. Mm-hmm. But should all the questions and what we expect from the athletes be focused on the sport itself and physical, tangible basketball things, but like, oh, you missed seven three-pointers. How does that mean? Or should the media be allowed to ask these interpersonal questions about relationships, about what are you doing in the locker room? How is your feelings toward player X, Y, Z? Or is that too personal? Like, it's it's a game, right? And uh, these people are professionals, right? But they're doing an activity. They're playing basketball. Yeah. Well, and that's Kyrie's point, right? But, like, should we leave them alone or... Or shouldn't we? Yeah, I mean, I don't. I mean, as, as like as the players get more autonomy and they can have their own social media profiles, yeah, is that yeah. are they opening themselves up to asking more questions? Yeah, like I, if I post myself, like uh, not to again, like the Giants, the boat, the beach scandal last playoff, oh, right? Yeah, right. People mumbled and grumbled about that, right? Yeah. yeah. It, that has nothing to do with the sport, right? That was like right before their playoff yeah. game or something. And they lose. I love and, right. Yeah. They were Justin Bieber, right? I love New York sports, but yeah. But in like the 70s and 80s and like the early heydays of the NBA was... Was there ever an article written about like yeah. Wilt and like, oh, Wilt, you went and had six beers last night at the bar. No. How do you feel today? Like, and so, so that means that this is, if that's the case, that that wasn't, didn't used to be a part of mm-hmm. reporting about the game, that must mean it's a result of social media to some extent, right? Maybe because we're hearing yeah. bits and pieces from and about these guys mm-hmm. on the internet, like unfiltered stuff. And so now that there's full exposure, complete transparency. It, yeah, maybe right? you're asking more about it. Yeah. It's also the the press itself or the media itself relationship with players across the board has changed over the last thirty or forty years. Um, for I mean, from the media perspective, they've gotten a lot less. They're not. They used to be like buddies. This is especially true in golf, which obviously I know a lot about. But it was also true apparently in the NBA. It, the relationship used to be a lot more like friendly, and now I think they're a little bit more guarded. Maybe in part because they know they can sort of craft their own image on social media. Right, and that's they why they use Instagram and Twitter and, and like these media personalities trying to push them. Yeah, to- but also I think as the media uh, landscape has been like become exponentially more competitive because of the internet, I think these guys are all fighting for stories and like spinning one thing one way and getting a certain quote. And so the players have rightfully become more guarded. In addition, that they know they can say whatever the fuck they want on social media. Mm-hmm. And so I think their relationship with these actual, like, I mean, earlier we described them as just like these old white dudes who just hang out in the locker room, which is what it still <coughs> is to a large to a large extent. But I think that's why their relationship with that group of people has changed to a to a good extent. Yeah, and I mean that, and that you know brings up another question too, as as these you know NBA players and, and Nick brought it up as well, you know, as these NBA players, um, you know, forge their own outside you know social media you know personal clout. Um, a lot of people, you know, watch basketball from all different walks of life of all ages. And there is some idea, you know, it's where um, are they obligated to step outside of that zone of basketball, as, as, as Savage talked about. And, you know, even beyond, you know, interpersonal player issues, but also um, even political 
issues. Um, we saw this with uh, LeBron James with his um, infamous or infamous, however we want to interpret it, uh, <laughs> statement about President Trump where he called him, you bum, um, on social media. Fifth most like tweetable. And I, I, I was watching, I saw that tweet climb real time. Really? Um, yeah, like <laughs> I, I saw that tweet. Expert and <laughs> and um, yeah, no, I was like, I saw that tweet tweeted out and I saw the likes climb by like the thousands every second. And I was like, this is the There's power. There's been a lot of lows in the presidency and obviously we don't need to get into a political discussion right. on this podcast. But that's got to be one of the lowest of lows. Almost the highest of the lows. <laughs> highest of that lows. That was not good. Just LeBron valley, getting in into, valley. of course LeBron would get into a fight with the president, which is so dope. Um, but, um, yeah. Um, what, and, was the end, what was the end of the tweet? Therefore, invitation removed. Exclamation. No, that, that was, was that was Kirk. that was the Steph Curry. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, like well, the tweet that that LeBron was responding to. Yeah, that was a tweet LeBron was Twitter responding to. Vortex. And LeBron called Donald Trump. Said no, I know that. Trump. Yeah, I know that part. Of it. I was wondering yeah. what Don's tweet ended in. No, it was like like like, like reskinned it or something. Yeah. Yeah. For those like, of you listening at home, only one third of this podcast uh, has a Twitter, so the other two thirds <laughs> has to learn a lot about it on the fly. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I have. Yeah, a non-functioning Twitter. Um, <laughs> Rob, 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 our beer boy in the background. <laughs> Barbag. Barbag. Just feathers. like ting- at the feathery, tingling. everyone. Um, at the feathery is Jess Golf. Shameless plug. Um, Ie at the end. Anyways, does that segue um, into our next topic of? Uh... So yeah, um, so there's a lot of obligation for, and a lot of people sometimes expect, and maybe they're appreciative, or sometimes they're even disappointed about when um, professional athletes, you know, speak up about certain issues or even we have these days, um, you know, standing or sitting or kneeling or sitting for um, the national anthem. And, you know, typically the NBA, uh, given both how um, how sort of kind of strong their own players union is and how um, how sort of how influential their own players are. And you mentioned LeBron is so influential as a player. Um, you know, NBA has always claimed the title to be the quote-unquote, like, wokest, um, uh, uh, you know, professional, professional sport, sport. In, yeah. in America. Um, and LeBron, Steph Curry, you know, Steve Kerr, Popovich, um, they all, um, you know, talk about uh, social issues um, a lot. The NBA itself, you know, teams up with, you know, local police, uh, f- local police organizations to... Um, you know, teach kids about community safety. Um, but, you know, recently um, Adam Silver came out and stated that uh, in the rules, it states that NBA players should stand uh, for the anthem. And as everybody knows, uh, the symbolic thing about not standing up for the anthem is because uh, all, the majority of these NBA players, they are African-American. And, um, and the whole thing about kneeling during the anthem is uh, to emulate Colin Kaepernick in the NFL uh, about um, protesting against police injustice, and in the NBA, still claim to be the wokest um, professional sport in America. If all the players are, you know, forced to by the rules and by uh, the uh, the orders of you know the commissioner that they should you know stand for the anthem. I'll uh, very much probably get chastised for being a by-the-books person here, but if there are rules on the books that say players must stand, I think it's to be expected that they will. If they don't, that's fine. I'm sure they'll get fined, and I bet you the players don't care about that. But I think there's a number of creative ways that the NBA players will, should, and probably will um, show some form of solidarity. 
So I think in one of the Lakers preseason games, everybody locked arms, right? That's clearly not a normal how you would quote-unquote stand for the anthem. But things like that draw attention to it. It's still in the con- conversation. Like, I, don't, I don't want anybody being fined. I assume if this continues for the next couple weeks or so, the NBA will just have a referendum to change that vote and yeah. say, uh, you know, yes, uh, asterisk it and say you don't have to stand, but... It's okay. Do it. Do it. Yeah, I agree. I think the players' relationship with they're not starting from me. Basically, my answer to the question: How would you phrase the question again? Can they? Can they still be? I think my answer is no because uh, a they're starting from a much like higher uh, place because of their relationship with the commissioner. Very good, and the players' relationship with the commissioner in the NFL pretty damn bad. And so there's like just a lot more room if that makes sense for like to stand out and to to make progress in this area and to to be woke and also this rule like like there was not a rule like that in the nfl so these people could kneel and like that's a that's a big a big thing and it's a a good thing on social media and it's like a very visibly uh you know expressive newsworthy thing and they're getting a lot of you know, rightful news for, for being woke in this way. The NBA players just don't have that opportunity now, right? Especially with this especially with this rule and their relationship with the commissioner, I'm guessing they won't kneel. And so they just don't really have that opportunity. I think it's one of the most like visual, easy ways to to sort of gauge their Yeah, and you bring up and you bring, and, and you bring up a good point about the relationship with the with the organization and the commissioner, right? Because um, this has been an organization that has historically um, treated its players um, in recent years like very, very well. And given them a lot of leeway, um, that's why it's so entertaining. Because uh, you know these players, uh, they have all these fun stories. Off they the have court. personalities. They have personalities. Of a corporate suit that someone yeah. wants to do, right? Right, and and that's very much because the relationship with the players is is very good. And you have like you have you know former NBA players that are even um, part executives now, right? You mm-hmm. have um, uh, you know you have uh, you know Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant um, are very very yeah. involved. Um, with uh, you know several different organizations, Kobe Bryant himself is now like an investor, um, but um, uh, and so yeah, I mean they wouldn't want to risk that relationship. And you do bring a point, a good, good point, where there have been creative ways that well, the, players in the past have expressed frustration in social issues, like yeah. last year when the Cavs wore those uh, t-shirts, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. the "I Can't Breathe" the Kyrie, um, yeah. t-shirts. Great shirt. Um, yeah, they're also the size of the NBA. There's like no real anonymity in the NBA anymore because of, obviously because of social media for a large part, but also it's just like less than a quarter. Tiny like rosters. Maybe a fifth of the amount of players would be NFL. Twelve people on a team? Right? Yeah, and they're obviously, it's a, it's a much brought up point, but I think it's an important one. They're like physically much more visible than NFL players are. And I think maybe because they don't feel maybe because they feel much more in the spotlight and that much more already, like, they have this profile and everyone knows who they are, et cetera. I think maybe they are they might be less inclined to do this stuff as well. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see, but I just, I don't know. I still think the answer to the original question, in my opinion, is no. So. That they can't be woke. Well, they just can't be perceived as woke as they NFL can't. players because mm-hmm. they're doing all these, like, things originally for they the first time. They were woke enough, right? I mean, they're, Yeah, and they're yeah. doing, they basically started this, this current movement, um, in terms of the national anthem, and also they don't have a good relationship with their commissioner 
a lot of them, some of them don't have good relationships with owners of various teams. Oh, so you're bringing that into perspective. So, so you're seeing it. I'm saying there's as... just much more room for the NFL to progress, in in my opinion, compared to yeah. the NBA. It was so, a rebellion for NFL players to do this, right? In yeah. the NBA, it wouldn't be seen as a rebellion to be like, oh, they're making a statement, good for them. Like the commissioner would support effectively whatever they do. I mean, yeah, that's, this that's rule what we're thing thinking, is interesting. But... I didn't really know about that until. But yeah. that might, I that might just be a, a ticky tacky on know. the books thing, right? Yeah, and, 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 and I'm sure the fine's not that much because I remember. Was like LeBron gonna kneel during the? Is he able to kneel? Is he able to kneel at this point? He's not <laughs> Dwayne Wade can't. D Wade cannot kneel. Half of the cap starting roster. Yeah, D Wade. But LeBron definitely. Like you'll hear, like like D Wade is a health issue that he cannot kneel. Like like D Rose starts kneeling and you just hear Rose and Wade's hair. You hear the pins start cracking. D Rose, Rose, like, listen, I really want to kneel right now, but my doctor. I just can't kneel. I would like my two million player option, please. How are we doing uh, on this uh, agenda? Um, we're, 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 we're firing through this. How are we doing on um, time? This um, is our first ever, again, oh, wow, first ever podcast. Good. We're doing really well on yeah. time, I'd say, in order of Yeah, probably um, poorly on volume. Were we going yeah. for about 30 for this first one? I think 30. 30 we want to make it listen. We're going to experiment. We're, you might, yeah. we're you might have to shape some We're going to be like on. around the 30-minute, 45-minute range for testing how many beers we need how many to really... Beers we can catapult. I think we need to do some work on that, those heavies. Catapult some beers. I'll go get around. We need a bartender coming through. You might hear some clanging. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's very interesting that... That's actually... We're going to turn on that volume real soon. What what, Je- what Jeff was talking about was actually like a pretty unique, um, I guess like Marxist perspective on to the um, the <laughs> professional sports scene. You know, it's all about um, you know you know class based relationships, mm-hmm. and in the NFL, you have the players versus um, versus the administration, right? Um, and and so that's very interesting that like the performative wokeness um, is. Uh, built on um, class class struggle, right? Yeah. And so I thought that was an interesting caveat. And, and I guess in that sense, um, in terms of when you when you couch it in like simply class struggle, like um, the NFL is currently undergoing that compared to the NBA, which is in much later stages of that in terms of its players having a more equitable relationship. So in the end, um, I guess to close up this conversation, uh, that. Um, it really doesn't matter whether or not NBA players kneel or not. They already have. They've already built because of the permission mm-hmm. of of the relationship that they built with the administration. They already have so many other avenues to express creatively how they feel, um, even with uh, even off the court, um, off the court on the court, even with their own brand partnerships. I mean, you had, like for example, you had um, a chance the rappers commercial unlimited. Unlimited together. That was very much a response to, um, you know, social issues at the time, and so there is a very much um, consensus that it doesn't really matter if they kneel or not. I would be interested to see, and it has nothing to do with this conversation at hand, but yeah, clearly the NFL is the most popular sport league in America. Is it? I, oh, I would I would put money on that. Yeah. What is that measured by? Just like amount number of viewers. It? Yeah, probably. Probably overall revenue. Not that that means anything, but how much does it cost to own an NFL franchise? Nobody's selling a team anytime soon because it's just a money-making scheme. Right? It's a cash yeah. cow. But the NBA is—is is it far behind? Is it not far behind? I mean, the Rockets just sold for what, one point two billion mm-hmm. or something. So 
maybe as more uh, yeah the NBA is still very much getting settled onto like especially we don't even know what's going to happen this year how it's going to shake out because right. in terms of the, the conferences right the conferences are so stacked right. like to the west and is that something that the NBA will there be a reckoning in the NBA uh, Just, yeah, because and, of that and did they already change the all-star game yeah, they did oh. change. Yeah, well, did I, yeah. Did I that, that, that is yeah. not the segue. I mean, the, I, the I, only I, point of me bringing that up was oh, just yeah. curiosity about the amount of money flowing through <laughs> this franchise, right? But yeah, I, that up? I, I think we should discuss. Uh, I mean, I think, but that, that is a very good thing to bring up, no. though. Oh, is um, that the next bullet point? Yeah, I mean, more or less. Yeah. I mean, I had it in my Thank notes. for the beers. We uh, yeah. The um, boys have opened their first the, round of buds, suds, buds, and triple dubs. Triple dubs. Cheers. Moment of silence for. Is it a? Let's all open our buds and cheers. That's I'm already halfway through mine, so... Oh, yeah, well, pretend. Just pretend. Oh, oh shit. Crack, snap. Dude, can you open it? Oh, right? man. Oh, can you chill? <laughs> Cheers. Pour that right on the just floor. Right. <laughs> on the mic. <laughs> we need some paper towels. Pour it on the Yeti. I love such. Um, anyways. Dubs, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> yeah, that is interesting, because we see... Um, yeah, the new NBA... This might not sound that shitty. I mean, we have, like, a ton of windows open. We got AC. We got, we got our beer boy. Just <laughs> we got a beer boy on the couch. Kind of chuck, chuck, like, chuckling to himself. Um, <laughs> except for that. Surprisingly quiet. He will be a guest speaker in a podcast version 4, I believe. Yeah. I when we talk about uh, contracting the league. Tonight, no? Yeah, he's, he's in the background. This is the intro podcast. You can yell to... stuff. Yeah. Well, this um, has been pretty heavy for an intro. I didn't. I honestly, I, as you know, I, was, I did not see these questions. <laughs> I was surprised. You responded to the email. You were so no, willing I, to dive into the the. I thought the topics tonight were going to be like, oh, do you like the new color scheme that the Nuggets have? Right? Yeah, what about like... Thoughts the, on Minnesota's no, ability to I don't like it. Thoughts on the like new Nike it. uniform. I just, I like you guys. We're going to hook everybody with some real woke social media questions. <laughs> and, then, and, and, then, then, and for the rest of the episodes, and then we're just going to talk about like... Charlotte random. Hornet. Charlotte. <laughs> Dwight Howard's <laughs> quest for double-doubles. <laughs> the relationship that in Boogie all, Cousins has. In another lost season. In, 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 in New Orleans with Rondo. But, um, the All-Star I love game. This speaking that. of Rondo. Speaking of RR9. Who will not make it to the All-Star game. <laughs> we never know. Unless he is actually p- picked by the team captains. Um, well, all with the locals. <laughs> I am the Cambridge Post. Oh, sorry. <laughs> we're, we're, we're thinking about other team names. I was under the impression that it's the fans vote the top five. For the bench. Five, and then the bench is... Fan vote. Coaches? No. Or media? No, yeah, yeah. So it's fans, fans vote, the top, top five, five. Each, con- each conference. Yeah. And then the remaining the seven... Coaches it's just coach media. Who do you guys want to coach? Who's oh, who, 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 who'd be the... Yeah, you, you to the email. And next said, week we have a homework assignment. Oh, my God. Oh, you I, I, you I come up with the document next week. How does that oh indicate God, that no. I've read the Google Doc? I said this is the drunkest thing I've ever been a part of since the Savage Hour. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right there. You said love the drunken Google Doc. I just I just knew you made one. Oh Didn't even God. open it. Just Jeffrey not woke. Um... <laughs> Anyways, okay. Unwoke. So, anyways, um, who do you think should captain the two teams? Who would be the most fun? Are they player captains this year? Is that an option? I I think it's player captains. And I also think also, uh, in terms of coaches, um, coaches, note note that coaches... Player coaches, I'm sorry. um, Coaches, so Steve Kerr and Brad Stevens are ineligible um, this year because they did it last year. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Wait, you can't do it two years in a row? No, apparently not. Who does that leave in the East? Jeff Horn is sex, baby. Oh, Jeff Horn is sad. <laughs> is this his second year coaching the Knicks? Yeah, I believe so. Sad. Yeah. Sad. 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 Jeff Horn. Exclamation Jeff, point. Jeff Horn is sad. And, and Ty Lu. Side note, did you know that Ramon Sessions still plays for the Knicks? No, he doesn't. Oh, 
talk about that. Still in the NBA. <laughs> really? When I saw but, that, yeah, I, I had to take a long <laughs> lap around the building um, for beers. Anyway, so Are yeah, the um, poor at football. Uh, Jeffrey, focus. Team, wrong sport. Sorry. Team captains um, has to be LeBron and Steph. Who's gonna get more votes? It was. It's probably gonna be okay. LeBron or Steph. Could be. You know, well, I mean, wait, 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 is team right? captains yeah. like ever a big deal, or is that like a new thing this year? It's team captains. will have to. Because we'll, we'll, this we'll is like pick. a, a we'll ball pick. yard field. So it's like oh, back, backyard oh, basketball, gonna and it's gonna. It's, it's not gonna be. It's, it's not limited. I by bet conference. it'll be LeBron. And Mel so it's gonna be like LeBron, yeah. and he's gonna pick like his banana boat crew. Yeah. Like CP3, like fucking Melo. Oh, so the next question is: Do they have to pick of the starting five that was voted in? Do those eight other players have to get picked first before the benches? Like because, the starting five? Yeah, so like yeah. LeBron has, like. Le- yeah, I th- Presumably I think it's LeBron and, and Steph, right? Mm-hmm. They have to choose between the eight. Why would it not most be LeBron and pod- KD? Because he's just like. Ah, people like Steph. People, I know. Because he has a mouth kids, guard or something. The kids like Steph guard. Curry because he's Katie small. goes on Twitter. I know. And, I know. And, and I know like, like the, the little kids small. who like are like have small frame. Like if I were in high school <laughs> like and I was size. like awake to NBA, oh, like I would have loved Steph Curry, I would Curry like because, yeah, yeah, I guess. because you like yeah. you like Draymond Green. I'd be rooting for Steph. Like oh, he's a tiny guy that can shoot threes. I can do that too. I can do that. Yeah. But so I think they have to vote based on who is it would be presume like presumptive starters in traditional voting formats. Yeah. Because otherwise, yeah, I think LeBron would go out and be like, I'll pick Wade, Mello, CP3. Okay, so... <laughs> so I, I, I have this article I'll open yeah. up right. So the players who win the fan vote from each conference will be the captains. Okay. Oh, so, so mouth guard and LeBron. Yeah. There will still be 12 players selected from each conference for the, for the game in Los Angeles February 18th. Five players from each conference will be selected as um, starters, with the fan vote being 50%, player vote being 25%, and media vote being worth 25%. Um, seven reserves for each team will be picked by each conference's head coaches. Ooh. I like that. Yeah. Oh, so LeBron and Steph don't pick the teams. They don't the, pick the starters. The coaches no, pick the other they seven pick guys. their no. teams, but the outside <laughs> sure. world picks... Rob, you want to go over here and explain this to us? <laughs> What is this, rocket science? What's going on over there? Oh, oh okay. my God. It's been another 20 minutes. Holy <laughs> Christ. Just hashing this out. It's very straightforward. All right, do it one more here. time. The five right. starters in each conference yeah, are, picked are by voted by the fans, effectively. Well, and 25% the coaches. And then, yeah. It's like last year for the, for the, for the starters. Okay, I get that. And then the bench is, is the coaches. coaches. The captains. Oh, head coaches. Yeah. Head coaches. Yes. The head okay. coaches of each conference. Okay, so yes. LeBron and Steph are not picking teams, schoolyard style. No, I think that's the pool right. of 12 players. Yeah. Right? So you have 24 players that are now all-star eligible. Of those 24, LeBron and Steph have to pick of the eight oh. highest voters first, and then they pick from the reserves. Oh, okay, okay. But so, it transcends oh, right, the so West Conference. we choose the teams LeBron and Steph assemble yeah. them. And this yes, was and pretty much. Fun they fact: this in was two tiers. this change was Marxist class systems. Are we this, sure that's correct? This change I was put money on it. spearheaded. Are you sure the cap starting five is good? By <laughs> just chug beer. Um, Porzingis needs another. Beer. This was this was championed by Union President CP3. Oh boy, <laughs> I didn't know he's the. <laughs> the hottest take is of the East reserves. How long? Will it be until one of them is picked over a West Reserve? If you have seven East Reserves and seven West Reserves, the seven West Reserves infinitely better. No, I mean, you oh. have, what? You have, Can you name 12 All-Stars in the East? Not now. 
like Kyrie, you Porzingis. Have, you have three Kyrie. months to start voting. Plus Kyrie, Porzingis, Kemba, LeBron. They're the starters. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Now you have, a, you have the starting reserves. East five. Yo, Akeem Noah, he's getting oh, paid boy. so much. $78 million <laughs> over four years. Mila Kina, he's great. Paul George takes less money. Mila Kinas. Mila Kunis would do a better job starting for the next long session. Is that your computer? Yeah, it's my MacBook Air. I was awarded for getting a job. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's the podcast computer. It's the computer. podcast computer. Yeah. Um, is Mia, famous James good? Mia, Mia Kunis, um, if you're listening, the, the Knicks um, are looking for a new a new coach that's not Hornacek. Um, Did I tell you that? that oh, Jay Crowder could probably make the reserves. We can edit. We can <laughs> that's edit, depressing. We can edit yeah. this out, but I told you about that time Simmons did the book signing and we asked him to come. Did I tell you the story about no. coming? All right, I'll tell, tell, tell me about it after. Um, not podcast material. Not Nobody pod- likes Simmons in here. Not podcast material. No, I was just thinking. Yeah, um, yeah um, uh, Rondo is Pelicans. Is, is Rondo a top 12 player in the West? I think, unfortunately, uh, it pains me to say this. I think Rondo's all star days. Yeah. If he was in the East, I mean, he'd be like the 11th spot. Mm-hmm. It's not like the East is like the YMCA. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think Jibbers and I might also moonlight for the Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> yeah, just like uh, I mean, I, we I take I, private jets. Out I of do Logan. play for the Celtics. I am a bench. I am like a bench point guard. We should have said at the NBA beginning of this podcast that we're going to a preseason game on Monday. We did. That, like, oh, we did. Credibility. Oh, all right. Yeah. We, I mean, we the, know that, the season starts on Monday for us. We, we just know that we care so much. Trust about the, the process end. versus <laughs> Brad Stevens <laughs> and the Flat Earthers. <laughs> Uh, Kyrie's the best pseudoscientist. Should we um, wear flat earth shirts to the game on Monday? Oh yeah, like complete flat earth shirts. Yeah. And no, just shirts that say the earth is flat. Yeah, like can, just well, it is Columbus Day, and Columbus did. Oh wow! He, wow. The, the, the rumor is that talk about a triple entendre. The, the rumor is a that he entendre. did. Like one of the big things of him sailing was like everybody was like the earth's flat. Like you can't sail to the new world. I know. And Go on. He did. <laughs> And then but then didn't he also just like murdered, murder a lot of natives? Can we talk about uh, that has nothing that to do with ball. But <laughs> nothing to do with ball. Except that we're going to yeah, except for on Indigenous People's Day. day. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'll get I'll I'll do this one really quickly. Does Melo actually like being in OKC? No. No, we can just say resounding. It's so. TBD. Is he care. away from Lola? Like, like if they're separated, so now he has freedom to. It's, I think it's but where do you go out in OKC? Like I'm sure, like Mello got lit. Don't you at, go to Chesapeake? And Energy? we <laughs> Chesapeake. not the arena. Like don't you go to the actual? You go to the nuclear power plant. Yeah, you sniff some plutonium. Like Mello, you know, went clubbing in New York, do you and think, now he has like, to go chill out Chili's. Maybe at this point he wears a hoodie. What's going on, dude? How you doing? Maybe at this point in his life, he doesn't. He doesn't want to do this. He's like, oh, maybe, I, maybe I would like to go to the playoffs and actually, you know, win a playoff series. Last yeah. time he did it was in like 2007, um, yeah. when he was still on Denver. Anyways, um, that's an interesting question. Actually, what's your answer to that one? Does he actually like being in OKC? No, you absolutely not. He wanted to go to the, he wanted to go to the Rockets. Wait, why? Forty one games of the year, they're not even in Oklahoma. Who cares? He wanted to go to the Rockets though. Wait, why? It's, it's like six Rockets. hours south. It's a hold on. Why is he on OKC? Hey, you got traded there. Why yeah. not? Because Phil Jackson destroyed his trade value by like telling everybody, "I want to trade. I the want to Knicks trade Carmelo." Gave Oklahoma a dollar, and Oklahoma <laughs> gave them a quarter. <laughs> and everyone is happy. Like, in what world does like the exchange for Mello is fucking Cantor? <laughs> yeah, Dougie Buckets, well, <laughs> a guy Dougie who's been Buckets. like passed around Mick seventeen Dermot? times. Like, yeah, like like Mello is worth, I think, so much more than that. He like. 
I think the Patriots might be the worst team. He pra- I don't know. If Can Mello play for uh, the Patriots? He practically would he enjoy living in Foxborough? No. He practically Mello practically built like what the Knicks like are, and Porzingis is going to take a lot of his like you know playbook and leadership. Mello practically built what the Knicks are, so shitty. <laughs> oh. That's Phil Jackson. Oh, oh, oh. Fun trivia fact. Well, I, I, As I, a I, resident I, alcoholic Knicks fan, I believe, <laughs> and you, you have to quote me on you have to go Redskins fan, by the way. find a website that rebuts this. I think without Mello, the Knicks in the last 10 years or whatever are something like 9 and 50. Really? So, like, if you think they're bad now, they are triply bad without no, him. Without that but now they have Let's talk about the Cats. a god from the NBA. Oh, yeah, the favorite. Why don't the we best? talk about the Knicks? The greatest <laughs> franchise there is. This is now the Knicks cast. Uh, Knicks We're cast. Gonna, this is all Bud about a strategy. Bud and the Knicks. <laughs> the strategy I will say to build we, the best Knicks hashtag team. Hashtag Porzingis. Tank for Donkick. I will say the name of this podcast. You okay with You're it? very happy it's with strong. it? Yeah, I made it up a couple that. beers to you. <laughs> How are you doing, Ryan? Um, anyway, so... Were you trying to sleep in there? No, no, no. no. I was sleeping earlier, but... Okay. Did we wake you up or no? No, no, no. no. Okay. Cool. Uh, these are buddies, by the way. Savage, Do you want a beer? Shaver, that might help with your... Everybody, that's Ryan. Slam or something? Hey, Ryan. Do you want a beer? No, no, no. I'm sick. Like, real sick. Oh, I'm God. Really okay. So, I'm yeah. Not, I'm not taking that much out. Cavs starting five. <laughs> Are they going to be actually good? Is going to are they going to actually work together with a bunch of old fat? They people? don't need to be. <laughs> they can be obese until March, lose a bunch of weight, and then actually play. D Rose, as long as D Rose starting D Wade's for the Cavs. Is he really? D Rose is starting for the Cavs. Raymond Sessions is starting for the Knicks. <laughs> is he until, really? Until, I'm, I'm going to be completely obliterated by our three podcast listeners <laughs> when that is not true. But what? I think in the. The East yeah. Conference this year, you don't need to do shit. <laughs> if the Cavs are the seven seed, who cares? They'll still stomp seven people. The they, only, they'll, we think, could start with LeBron and they'd be the seven seed. <laughs> no, Come I on, think dude. they'd be the three seed. I don't think the Cavs are physically capable of being worse than the two seed. Am I going to so regret then, saying that? No, absolutely not. So yeah, then it doesn't, Isaiah like, ways. Okay. Isaiah Thomas right. had, he's not playing until, like, January. Oh, really? He's going to play at the, the Rose and Wade and IT don't have to play until January, and the Cavs will still be the three seed. And that's fine. I agree. I think LeBron versus LeBron just by himself is like the four seed. LeBron, with the people in this apartment, would make the playoffs. With LeBron. If we had three yeah, months to prepare. Mm-hmm. Three months to train, get our cardio up. The only problem yeah. is that we'd be short. Mm-hmm. We'd be undersized. But yeah. We, we could do something. Yeah, okay, so Cavs three seed with their, like, crappy, like, lineup. At worst case scenario, yeah. they're the three seed, right? Uh, Celtics one seed. I, I, they're gonna be the one seed. I kill myself. Kyrie. Um, I jump up to Zeke. Do we have that no. here? No, we don't have that. Maybe I'm not sure how good he is. I've honestly probably watched one. We're gonna, we're gonna find out. Yeah, on, yeah, we are gonna find. We're gonna find out on Monday under preseason. I, don't I also find out Monday, but we're gonna find out. Soon. I also hate Boston sports fans, but for all the talk about getting PG. You settle with Gordon Hayward and you're okay with it? PG? Al, Al Horford, Gordon Hayward, like, they're okay. They're nice. Yeah. And we got rid of Avery Badley, which is, like, not good. Do you play not defense good. anymore? Without no. Jay Chowda? Why does this just turn into a rip on the Celtics podcast? We haven't <laughs> That's even, what it's always kind of. We haven't because even seen a single and, and Kyrie game, is like, and Kyrie is also like really lazy. This like is the first year in five defense. years I want to watch the Celtics. Oh, yeah. That's depressing. It. Well, of it's, course, it's, it's fan fiction. Kyrie, it's he's true. on the Celtics. Um, <laughs> I love Uncle Drew. Anyways, um, Celtics win, win, win the East again. Wow, um, I believe it. And Wait, I, w- I won't even say no to that. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, I hate sports. that's so fucked up. Anyways, so. Um, yeah, I think that's a good 
that's a good place to end as we get more beers deep. What's the um, GM survey? Do oh, we, the we, GM we survey. We can. I mean, we can talk about that next time. What's up? The GM. It's like it's like a survey of like all the GMs took on like what are the best. Oh, ones. let's do that for next time. Yeah, let's right, do, we can do that cool. for next time. The podcast is very serious and focused when we talk about social issues. Yeah, and then we talk about like actual. Yeah, when we talk about ball. Um, anyways, yeah. Um, At some point, we might need to talk the occasional like. Well, as the seasons, when the season starts, yes, we, can, we can talk about box or? scores and shit. Okay. Um, anyways. Um, cousins. So, yeah, um, that is your episodes of Suds, Buds, and Triple Dubs. Um, thank you for everybody that um, bothered to listen. Three um, mothers and a Robbie bidding. <laughs> and a Robbie bidding. And, and, and Bill Simmons and Katie Nolan. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, but yeah, if you have any sort of um, feedback um, for now, before until we set up our Twitter account, um, you can just tweet directly at me right um, at Jabron Malik J I B R A N um, and M A L E K. I was just saying, you finish yeah. that one. Finish that one. Um, or you can also tweet at. The, <laughs> you can also tweet at the feathery. Or you can also tweet at um, at Robbie oh, Bidding R O B B Y B I T T I N G. Um, or at Mal at underscore Robbie. Um, he is also very single, ladies. Um, so. But yeah, got, got um, mistaken for a celebrity tonight. Right, what's your Twitter handle? We're throwing it out into the ether. <laughs> Anyways, thanks for listening. Um, we will catch you next Bud suds. week. Bud suds. Triple dubs. We out. <laughs> Me and all my friends, we are all misunderstood. We say we stand for nothing, and there's no way that we ever would. Now we see everything that's gone wrong. The world and those who need it. We just feel like we don't have a need.